And now I'm going to turn it over to Greg Chandler, who is going to be delivering the message today. Good morning. Every once in a while, I get the honor to speak to you all, and today is one of those. Nathan will be here in just a little while, but he couldn't do what he needed to do this morning and be here, so he asked me to fill in for him. So I am not Nathan, as you can tell, but um, I am very uh, honored to be able to speak to you today. If you're visiting with us today or you um, have been here for a while and you wonder, how in the world is this place set up? I thought I'd take just a minute to let you know that we're a uh, servant-led church. Pastor Nathan is our senior pastor, and then uh, Ed Kowaleski, Aaron Koonsman, and myself are pastoral elders, which doesn't say much other than that's where God's put us in, in this, these positions. But everything else gets done by volunteers, and we are so blessed to have, you know, if you, as you came in, uh, Nicole and Juvie have just done an incredible job. We were talking just a few months ago trying to figure out who was going to take over and do VBS because the previous folks were saying it was time for them to step down. And praise God. I mean, they were doing a great job, but they, they knew it was time for them to step down. So they stepped down, even though they were not sure, and neither were us, neither were the leadership team, who was going to take over. And God raised up Juvie and Nicole to do this, and it's, it's so exciting to see that. But from the uh, ushers, the worship team, the um, facility, the stewards that take care of the facility, we, Wanda is on staff in the office. She takes care of all of us there. And just the folks that come in and mow, take care of the snow during the winter. You know, it's just uh, amazing how God has positioned New Life Fellowship at this time in this place for what he's going to do here. And that's part of what I'm going to talk about this morning, too, is how God is going to use us to do a great work in this community, in this state, and in the, in the, uh, in the world. So I'm really excited about that. I'm going to give you a formula this morning that's going to radically change your relationship with God. B plus P plus G. If you can't tell, I work with engineers all the time, and there's no B square, P square, G square, but I guarantee you if we all put these three things into practice in our day-to-day life, we're going to see a radical transformation in ourselves, in New Life Fellowship, and in this community. Now, if you've been in any of my cell groups, or you've heard me speak, you probably heard me say formulas don't work. Right, Priscilla? You know, you can't have a checklist, and if I go down the checklist, if I do A, B, and C, then I'm okay with God and everything's going to be okay, because really formulas don't work very well. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. Instead of a formula, I'm going to give you three principles that will hopefully help guide you and me in our relationship with God. And we're going to see Holy Spirit do an incredible work here. So the three principles are the Bible, prayer, and giving. 
the Bible, prayer, and giving. So if we read and meditate on God's Word daily, if we pray, and that's where I talk about what prayer is, it's not just us talking. You know, growing up in the South, a lot of people prayed in King James. So you don't have to pray in King James. And then give. As we give of our time, our talents, and our treasures, God's going to use us to do a great work here. So principle one, if we read and meditate on God's word, 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Father God has given us an incredible tool, an incredible gift by giving us his word. Now, if you're like most people, me included, you know, a lot of times we think, well, you know, as I try to read the word, sometimes I just don't get it. You know, and I hear this quite often. You know, I've tried to read the Bible. I just don't quite understand what it, what it's saying. And, um, you know, Julie and I have this conversation uh, quite a bit. So this year, what I've tried to do is I try to read through the Bible every year. So every year around November, December, I start thinking, okay, what plan am I going to use? Because if you just look it up on, on any of the Bible websites, there are all kinds of yearly plans that will get you through the Bible. So this year, as Julie and I were talking, Julie's my wife, if you're visiting, my beautiful wife. But we, um, you know, we're trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do this year? So as I was uh, looking around, praying, I came across this guy. His name's Brian Harnden. We're actually studying his book in our cell group. But he does the Daily Audio Bible. So dailyaudiobible.com, every day he reads the Bible. And he puts it on his website. And then so you just sit there and listen to it. He reads a Old Testament passage, a New Testament, a psalm, and a proverb. But what I really like about what he does is as he starts any new book, he gives you a history lesson of what, of the book, who wrote it, what kind of led up to it. you know. And then as he reads, he doesn't do this every day, but most days he will um, give you a little narrative about what happened as you read it. So he not only reads it, he helps you kind of land a few key principles for that. So if you're looking for something that could help you get through uh, reading your Bible every day, that's a great tool. And the other neat thing, he can actually pronounce all those Old Testament names, you know, that that I can't even come close to. Now, the, the one funny thing that's already happened this year, it happens periodically, is if he gets sick and he can't read for the day, he brings his wife on, and she reads. And she always, she starts out, first time I had heard her, she started out, because we were actually in the Old Testament with a lot of the Old Testament names that are very difficult to announce, so she made it clear right up front that as she was going to be reading today, that the names were probably not going to be pronounced correctly. But it's a, it, it's a great tool. So I would encourage you to look it up. Go to dailyaudiobible.com and uh, check him out and check out what he's doing there. 
the, the other great website, if you haven't ever been to, is BibleGateway.com. They've got many, many, many versions of the Bible. They've got all kinds of um, tools there to help you to be able to get into the Word of God and to be able to read. So I just want to encourage you today that if you've struggled with reading the Bible, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say I have too. But I've also have learned that if I make it a priority and I do it every day, then God changes me. He works in me. Even though there's days I'll read it and a, a couple hours later I'll look back and go, I have no idea what I read. I'm just being honest with you. Has anybody else done that? You know, you read and you go, I just don't, but that's okay. Because what I've also learned is that in situations that I get put in sometimes, that God will bring that scripture back. He'll bring a verse back. I may not know exactly where it's at, but he'll bring that back because I've spent the time to do that. Now, listen, I'm not saying you've got to read the Bible for an hour every day. What I'm saying is, figure out what the best time of the day is for you to read. Is it early in the morning? Is it in the afternoon? Is it late at night? Whatever that time is, and I'll just encourage you to carve out that time so that you can allow God's Word to work in you and work into your um, life. Okay, the second principle. Spend time talking, and this is the important part, listening to God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray continually. You know, this is another one of the disciplines that many Christians struggle with. Because for some reason, we think that the only way I can pray is if I'm on my knees next to a bed or next to a bench or something like that. But it's pretty hard to pray continually if I have to be on my knees all the time. God just wants you to talk to him. Again, he doesn't want you to talk to him in King James. You guys know what I'm talking about when I say that term? Thou, you know, thou, what a, you know, he just wants us to talk to him. But then he also wants us to take a minute or two and just listen. Listen to what he has to say. And he'll, he'll talk to us. When Jesus, if you remember in Acts, as Jesus was being taken up into heaven, he said, I'm going to send you a helper. Who's gonna who's gonna teach you, who's gonna rebuke you, gonna correct you, gonna strengthen you and all these things. So as we pray and as we listen to Holy Spirit, He will do mighty works in us and He'll begin to talk to us and He will He will let us know the things that we need to do uh, in our life. And sometimes as I've prayed, I not necessarily liked what he said. But it's clear that's, that's what he wants us to do. Principle three. Give of your time, talents, and treasures. So once you, again, this, this kind of feeds into our upward, inward, and outward. It's got to be in that order, and it's got to be all three. 
We talk about upward, how we connect with God. Inward, how we allow Holy Spirit in our time of prayer and, and to, for Holy Spirit to work in us and change us. And then outward part is for us to give of our time, talents, and treasure. Luke 6, 31, 39. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, to get, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. Father God loves a giver because he is one. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice when he came down. So God wants us to be a giver because he is one. He wants us to give us a give of our time, talents, and treasure. If God's called you to be part of New Life Fellowship here, then I encourage you to figure out what he wants you to do here. And you figure out what he wants you to do here by spending time reading the Bible and praying and listening. You know, because you always hear, you know, whether it's a children's ministry, whether it's the yard needs to be mowed, whether it's uh, work that needs to be done in the facility, we need worship team uh, members. You know, there's all kinds of things that we rely on for you to do, and we need you to do it. But you know what's what's the great thing about Father God is? He does not need any of us to do one thing. But he has chosen to need us, if that makes sense. Father God has decided that's the way he's going to make things work around here, is he needs us to pray and read the Bible and to give. Father needs us to do that. Even though he's, he's completely sufficient, he doesn't need any of this, he doesn't need any of our money, he doesn't need any of that, but he has chosen that that's how he's going to have it work here because he loves us and he knows that when we step outside of ourselves and give, then it changes us. It gives us an opportunity to impact people's lives and to do great things for him. I saved the best part for last. You don't hear this very often around here because we don't, and I, I think we probably should talk a little bit more about it, but God also wants us to give of our finances. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 12. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you'll abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. 
this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. So a few questions. How much do we give? You know, some people would say, well, 10%, because that's in the Old Testament. That's what, you know, that's the way God did it back then, was it was kind of 10% was a number. And I think 10% is probably a good start. But just as we just read, each of you should give what you decided in your heart to give. How do we decide? Through reading the Bible and through prayer. So as we practice the first two principles, God will make it clear to you what you should be giving here. You're never going to hear from up here that each of you should be given X amount of money to this body. Because we believe God's going to take care of everything and all of our needs here. And he has. I mean, it's been incredible over the years. I mean, there are times when we were wondering we're going to have enough money to keep the lights on, pay the mortgage, you know, pay the pastor, you know, all those things. And God has always been so faithful to work it all out. And one of the little tools we do, if you haven't noticed on the new sheet, we put what the weekly offering is and kind of what the um, amount of uh, money we need for our year-to-date budget and how things are going. That's just for you to know what's going on. But we need you to pray. We need you to ask God, how much? And then we, then you listen to God and let him take care of all the rest. And again, it's the same principle. God doesn't need our money. But he chooses to need our money. Because he knows that when we give, whether it's our time, our talents, our treasure, that he cha- it changes us when we become givers. It gets out, we get outside of ourselves, and God can do great things. So to kind of uh, wrap this up again, you know, the formula, B plus P plus G. And the reason I put the question mark there is because the formula will work if you use it. But if you don't, then you're going to miss out on the great blessings that God has in store for you. So I just encourage you, read and meditate. If you don't read the Bible every day, try it this week. Go to dailyaudiobible.com. Let him read it for you and listen in to, to what's going on in the Bible. Pastor Nathan is, is leading us through the essential 100. We're, only, we're on day 21. It's not too late to get started on that. Go to the website and look there, and we're going to get a quick 100-day uh, view of the Bible. And uh, it's, uh, we just finished today. There's Pastor Nathan. Welcome. Woo-hoo! Um, we just finished day 21 where the children of Israel were rescued from the Egyptians and God just destroyed the Egyptians and all that. So it's not too late to start. So you can go to the website, you can sign up. Pastor Nathan sends out a blog every uh, week or so and get, you know, gives little highlights of what's going on with that. So it's, it's a great thing. And also BibleGateway.com 
they carry that Essential 100 reading plan. So they'll actually send you an email to remind you. They'll send you, so you'll get that one in, in your inbox. If you're smart, if you have your smartphone, a little banner will pop up and say, hey, don't forget to read your Essential 100s today. So um, there's a lot of tools that can uh, help you do that. So to, to close, I want you to imagine with me here just a minute. What would happen in our lives if we practiced these three principles every day? What would happen here in New Life Fellowship if we were all reading the Bible, if we were all praying, if we are all giving the way that God wants us to give? Can you imagine what would happen here? Would you imagine what would happen in this community if we, were, if we were being used by God in that way? What would happen if all the churches in Saratoga Springs decided to be Bible readers, prayers, and givers? There'd be a, there'd be a uh, revival that would sweep through our community that could, never, that could not be contained. We, we could infect the entire world because of what God can do just by starting with each one of us. So I just want to encourage you. If you don't read every day, I want to encourage you to start. If you don't pray every day, I want to encourage you to start. If you're not giving of your time, talents, and treasure here, I'm going to encourage you to do that. Test God in that. It's the only time in the Bible. It's in Malachi. It's the Old Testament, but God says, test me in these things and see what he will do because of our faithfulness. It will be incredible. So let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this opportunity to share with New Life Fellowship. Lord, I pray for each person that's here, the ones that are struggling to read your word, the ones that are struggling to pray, the ones that are struggling to give, and I pray that you will work in their hearts and in their minds, that they will connect with you. Thank you, Father, for the work that you're doing. We do commit it to you. In Jesus' name, amen.